All right, it's 8.42, time for Personal Mastery with a psychologist, Dr. Tepiso Matenji. She joins us on the line to uh, embark on a very saucy conversation. Doc, good morning. Good morning, family. And when am I coming to studio? When are you finishing sanitizing the place? <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm tired of this. You know, we miss yeah. your presence in the studio, yep. Doc. This, this life is, is tired, this life of being apart. I mean, it doesn't I, work, man. No, it doesn't. I feel separated. I don't even get the jokes anymore. Pearl is laughing. I don't know what she's talking about. And I'm trying to slot in there. Oh, dog. I'm laughing because I can tell by the sound of your voice just how frustrated you are. And it's exactly Mm. how we've been feeling. We miss studio so Yeah, Doc, we're not even in studio at the moment. So we miss everything about being there. Mm. Yeah, Mm. I I need that personal connection, you know, like, you know, that family sense. I'm missing it. I feel left out. Mm, It's like our topic this morning. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of exactly. people feel, feel left out. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it's it's a very heated one for some because, you know, the question is, can you truly um, fully love two people at once? In other words, romantically at an intimate level, say, I love two people. There have been songs written about it. There's been all types of, you know, human experiences that people have to share. But, I mean, what do you begin by saying when you unpack this discussion, Doc? You know, um, I must tell you that um, I value being a psychologist because everything that you do with people teaches you something. And I, I believe that this conversation, the first time when my eyes were opened, it was a young person in her 20s telling me that she's polyamorous. And for a moment, I needed to move away from my own social norms and religious beliefs and expectations about what relationships are and try and immerse myself in her world to understand what that means and that kind of an understanding requires for you you know to 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 move away from your own structure of interpretation and try and put yourself from an empathetic space to understand what exactly it means for somebody who says i am very comfortable in having more than one sexual loving relationship at the same time with more than one person and that's what a polyamorous relationship is But also, they do it with the full knowledge of all the parties involved, and more importantly, with the consent of all the partners involved. So you come out uh, more to me and Pearl and saying that, Mina, I'm not just a one-person kind of person. I want more than one partner, and I'm willing to be able to have that relationship. How do you guys feel? Mm. And all of us know about it, and we have we have consent towards it. And then you would be called mm. like a V. Now, the thing is, when you're going to get involved in a polyamorous relationship, you obviously have mm. to look at your own your own values, your own principles, and what do you mean by fidelity, what you mean by loyalty, and how you're going to communicate mm. and negotiate all of those things. And also mm. how trust and, and, and respect is going to be, to, be, to be negotiated in that relationship. And where mm. those sorts of issues are actually evolving, because none of them are cast in stone. You need to be comfortable with the fact that you understand where you are coming from. The key thing is that there are people who are practicing it. And some of us, we know people that are practicing it without necessarily getting the consent of all the partners. But more Mm -hmm. importantly, Mm -hmm. when they are practicing it, they are aware that it's not just about sex. There's also emotional support. Mm -hmm. There's about friendship. There's about stimulation. There's about communication. There's about social interaction. That is not just about um, one person providing all of those needs to you. Yeah. Doc, that's an important point because communication is very important to, you know, a polyamorous relationship. How important is it to come out up front and say, listen, I am this kind of person. I I can't just commit to one person. I'm committing to two, three people. Yeah. Uh, or can you do it after the fact? 
you know, Look, say, listen, uh, when, maybe, maybe I'm actually, way, nah. I'm, I'm a lover, so I need know. more than one, you know. You, you know, that, that might seem it as being manipulative uh, and, and coercing, coercing an individual. Because if you, if you, if you wait for me um, Owen, to fall in love with you, and then when I'm mm. like deep, deep down with you to ground zero, and then you tell me that tell is on the side, it's going to be very difficult for me to reevaluate my position and be able to say, I really want to get into it because I understand what it's about and I actually recognize how I'm going to have my needs met and how I'm going to meet your needs met and how those are going to be um, created fairly in a way that makes me feel I'm not overriding or, or under compromising my own sense of dignity and respect when you're mm. with pain. Now, most people only find out when they're neck deep into it that they're mm. in a polyamorous relationship. It is important, I think, in terms of respect and dignity for the other individual to communicate upfront when it comes up. And to be honest with you, most of the Makwapenis are told upfront. They are told that I am married or I have somebody else. You are my side chick. And they are comfortable with it. But what happens is that it escalates into a relationship where people are expecting that it's going to progress into me being the exclusive one. And then we are going to be engaged, get married and have children. So it becomes important in a polyamorous relationship that from the get go, we both know where we stand. We understand that we're not an escalator. We're not going to lead into a polygamous relationship because polyamorous is not the same as polygamy. Polygamy mm. is table or table, and we're not necessarily going to necessarily be married to different people. So we understand that we're in love with more than one person. Even if that part of a relationship is that I'm married to one person and that person knows that I've got multiple relationships with other people, then we understand that uh, that's the kind of relationship you have and the respect and the values that are there and the dignity of all the individuals that's being respected. Sure. Hmm. I mean, there's two L's here that I think are crucial. You alluded to, I think, one of them, if not both. But there's the question of love and lust. And what is it really about, Doc? If, if somebody Look, is polyamorous and, you know, is it really about loving all partners involved? Or is it that maybe emotionally I love this person, but, you know, physically and badically I'm more drawn towards the other? What's the play here? So, so at play here is, is us deconstructing our own structures of interpretation. And that's basically saying the recipe, the mindset that you've been having in the way that you were socialized in terms of the, the cultural and the social and the religious values that you have had have taught you that monogamy, exclusive monogamy, is the type of ideal in terms of a relationship. And what polyamorous relationship does is that it challenges that completely because it says mm. no one individual should be responsible to fulfill all the needs and all the needs of an individual and that it is actually too much pressure on one person. It's actually unrealistic to expect that only more is the person who's going to fulfill the intimate relationship, the the, the friendship that you want, the emotional support, sexual, financial, companionship, and all of the things. It's too much to expect one person. But more importantly, that it is okay for you to not have one person as the only person who who you love. It is possible for you to have multiple people that you are attracted to, and it's not just about sex, emphasis on that. There is love that you can share with people. Now, the truth is, come on, we come from communities where we know parents and, and uncles and aunts who have been in multiple relationships with other people, and they've been able to hustle it, even if that is not necessarily what the individuals in that relationship were consenting to. So what we're now going into is trying to understand what a parallel monogamous relation, um, um, uh, polyamorous relationship looks like. That's where individuals in the relationship, the individuals 
they don't want to know what's happening in the other household. They don't want to know what's happening with the other mm. relationship. As long as in terms of the needs and your fulfillment to what you're doing when you're with me, you do it 100%. I'm not compromised. When you are there with Pearl or with somebody else, I don't want to know. I don't want to engage. You just need to show up when I need you to show up. And obviously, Pearl will want you to show up the way that you are. And that's what a parallel polyamorous relationship will look like. And we are very aware in our community that that's, that's what's happening. Uh, sure. And we call them derogatory um, names, but we know that that's yeah. the types of relationships that are there. We're going to take a quick breather. I know Pearl has a point she wants to put across. But uh, yeah, very, very uh, interesting and fascinating discussion. Dr. Tepisoma Denji joins us this morning. Personal mastery looking at being romantically in love with two people at once. All right, Dr. Tepisoma Denji joins us on the line. And uh, a very, very intriguing discussion here talking about polyamory, uh, the factors involved. And I think one of the key things here is consent knowledge informed of being a part of consensual it all you know is underpinned by this ethical sort of practice that is very important in this regard but again we are all individuals and you can choose how you want to roll uh pro you had another point you wanted to put across yeah one uh it's a question actually for the doctor i mean just emotionally it, it can be so exhausting dealing with one person and their demands and their needs and you know their wishes and how they would want to make the relationship move forward. But now when it's multiple partners, uh, what advice do you have for people to find that emotional balance and be able to fulfill um, the, the, the different roles and the different aspects of, of their relationships? Owen spoke about it, communication. So communication mm. and constantly communicating and negotiating and actually evolving and understanding that we need to be elastic in the way that def- we define our relationship and what we can fulfill for each other, that becomes important. And that is the key thing. And what happens is that when you are communicating, it's not an issue of when we are talking about money, I'm only talking with Pell, and when we're talking about um, schools, I'm only talking with Tepi. So you are actually recognizing that the open and honest communication is not necessarily going to bias or disadvantage one partner over the other. You are open to having those conversations. And that, by the way, does not necessarily mean that we all need to sit around the table and have a family meeting. But the conversations, it means when you are the, the center of that V, you understand that you have to do your groundwork in being open and transparent about the issues that are coming up and dealing with them as and when they come up. The other thing is that we need to understand that when you are that partner who you are choosing to be connected to that center of that V, there's a sense of not being possessive and territorial about this person and what the value that they add into your life. It becomes important for you. And most of us, we prefer monogamous relationship because we tend to be very territorial and possessive about who we love. They are part of an extension of yourself self-concept. So when I am out there, people are looking at me in church or in the community at the wedding. They see me with more and they understand that more is me, me is more. And so my self-identity is extended in my relationship with more. But when you're in a polyamorous relationship and this is what happens when people find out that you've been cheating on the style. Everybody's been looking at me. She thinks she's number one. She isn't. She's a side chick. So that sense of not being possessive becomes important. Now, if you're going to go into a polyamorous relationship, we speak about this all the time, about uh, personal mastery. Know who you are. Understand who you are. Understand your anchor point. If you are not going to be able to share, and we know that you are not good at sharing, you don't even share your, your, your last remaining bones on the plate when somebody wants to preparate bones. So do not go into these types of situations with you. Be open about the fact that this is who you are, and if you find out, make, yourself, make peace with yourself to be able to walk away. 
stay true to mm. who you are instead of betraying who you are and then wanting to blame somebody else that they have betrayed you when you've allowed yourself into that relationship. So being possessive mm. becomes one of those things that could be a deal breaker because you don't you want to be territorial. If you if most kids with Pell are at the private school, my children must also go to private school. When in fact I don't really care about doing homework with them, I'm not really interested. But because there's a competitive sense to it, then I start eroding the very basis of that relationship. So communication, mm. negotiation, and not being possessive about who you are and the things that you have to share with the other person. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have a certain type of uh, steel, uh, leather, you know, whatever immune system, whatever to be able to handle those kinds of situations. Ego Doc. strength. Um, ego uh, strength. <laughs> it's called ego strength. When you have a weak yeah. ego, a low self-esteem, ah, Yo, this is not oh. meant for you. Yeah, I mean, here's one from Titereki who says, "Well, someone might bring out your confident, sexy side, and you will love them for it. The second person might make you feel safe, loved." deeply connected and fall for that person. Both of them can make you feel special and mm. loved in different ways. I see gluttony here. No, it's, not. it's not. No, it's not greed. <laughs> this is definitely not for you. But I understand that. And, and it's definitely just how I tend to feel sometimes. Um, I just don't know yet about the ego. If my ego <laughs> is ready to let me, you know, just give up monogamy and I, just and like I that. It. I appreciate that. So take the time to figure it out. And sometimes mm. you figure it out while you are exploring. You are finding yeah. it out while you are with Owen yes. and when you are with Mo. But yeah. let Owen and Mo know that you no. are exploring, you haven't yet figured it out. The thing always, is, if you were always. doing it on the side and then they don't know mm. and you are breaking people's hearts, you know you are mm. capturing people's souls while you are going around breaking people's mm. hearts. Later on, you are going to be surprised when things mm. are not going your way. You are going to want to go to the mm. graveyard or tell us names. When it has mm. nothing to do with your ancestors, mm. it's about how, mm. how, how mm. you post that Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. We're going to leave it right there, Doc. But thank you so much. And I see lots of uh, comments coming in on social media. We do appreciate your time and thank you for these conversations. The hotter, the better. That's what I say. Thank you so much. Have a good week. Bye bye. Thank you, Doc. I uh, wish we could extend this conversation. Oh. Yeah, I mean, there's many other aspects and layers mm. that we can sort of look at and we'll certainly see that we unpack it a little further as time goes on. All right, we've got the bridge coming up next, so stay tuned for that. Now, last year was unlike any other, and 2021 is already kind of feeling like 2020 part two. Now, Albany Bakeries understands this, and with school starting, we want to basically help make uh, your money